Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Real Talk with Ben podcast. Hope you had an amazing week. I hope that you were able to get some rest. If you're in Ohio, this weather is just being really weird right now. Uh, it snowed like two days ago and I had to go to school and that, that was just weird that it was like the end of April and it was already snow. It was snowing, already snowing. It was snowing when you're used to that springtime. So definitely was weird. I definitely didn't enjoy being out at recess that day, but you know, it, it comes with a job. You, you endure, you adapt, you do all the sacrifice you need to for the students, which is also the topic of today's podcast. But if you're new, my name is Ben, and this is my podcast where I talk about life. I talk about ministry. I talk about how I incorporate ministry in everyday life, as well as, you know, other things that happen in my life that I think is interesting that I want to share. Uh, I hope that you really get the chance to see how God is Im- impacted, has used things to impact my life, like the job of teaching and like students and staff. And I hope you'll see that today. And I hope you see that in every single episode of this podcast, because I want him to get the glory, not me. And so, yeah, with that, uh, I, I welcome you all, every single person, whether you're a teacher, whether you're not, I hope this will maybe be an encouragement to you. Uh, I know for me, this is like a big thing uh, when I talk about teaching, because if you listened to last week's podcast, you would have known that I didn't have the most typical journey of becoming a teacher. It was kind of one of those where God definitely used different things in order to get my attention and to kind of change my path. And that's what's really cool about really everything when it comes to, um, I think, teaching and ministry in general. I think, you know, like I said last week, I think ministry is just such a, I think, a human term, a broad term that we always use because I think every day in our lives should be that. And so, I wanted to talk about three joys, right? Last week was the journey, and then this is part two of the journey and the joy of teaching, and this is the joy. Now, I'm not saying anything back there wasn't the joy of getting to the process, getting through the process, and then getting your teaching license or whatever. But for me, it's also been a weird journey because I specifically, I haven't had my own classroom necessarily, right? Like I, I student taught, so I had a mentor teacher there. Then I was subbing, which is great. You get around the students and everything. And I was a long-term sub. So that was like the closest I had to like basically could kind of see what I needed to do every day. But then again, it wasn't even a full class. It was more of intervention and and we go on and on, right? So this upcoming year will be the first time I sort of my own class. But then again, it's only like three classes. It's only technology. It's it's just, I, I take a weird route, okay? My route to teaching has been very, very odd, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And so today I want to talk about the three kind of joys that I consider uh, when I talk about teaching. Uh, I do this pretty much when I tell anybody about my what I love about teaching. I think a lot of people get, I guess, misunderstand uh, what's amazing about teaching. Um, and that's what's so cool. I think when you have the inside kind of look or really anything you do, whatever job you do, and you have a kind of inside. And when people talk about it, you're like, ah, I know. So if you don't know, here are the three. And if you're a teacher, I hope that you can maybe be, get encouraged by this and kind of see the through an eyes of a young teacher or an eyes through someone that may see it a little differently than you. And so, yeah, so I'm going to start off with simply this. Um, 
I, my three joys are this. Number one is students. Number two is the staff or colleagues. And number three is the gospel. Now, the third one, you, you might have to think about a little bit, but that's going to be the last one we get to. The first thing is really the, the students, right? That, that's why we always teach, right? It's not about the staff. It's not about, you know, it might be a little bit about families, but it's mainly about the students. And that is a joy of mine. And even through the last couple of days as I've been subbing this week, I'm realizing that every single day that subbing is, is okay. It's not what I want to be doing, but it's still a way that I connect with students. Some of my favorite times are when a student's having a rough day and I can get down on my hands and knees if they're on the ground or I sit down next to them and we just talk about life. Talk about, hey, how are you doing? Or when that kid is struggling to read a passage or a math problem and you sit there and you can help them walk through it. You're not giving them the answer, but you're walking them through it and you see how they discover it on their own. That is the joy of teaching. But on top of that, and you, and you, you know, you, those things are amazing. It's just the daily interactions you have with students, right? I've been subbing at the, my local school for what, I think three weeks now, almost four weeks. And I get kid after kid that just come talk to me. They come, you're such, you're so tall, you know, and I, I hear so many great things, which I'll get to in a second, but they just love seeing you, right? I think we, we misunderestimate really kids and the impact they have on our lives, but the impact that you don't realize you have on theirs, right? These kids watch you. Kindergartners, first, second grade, especially, they watch you. How do you react? How do you treat those around you? How do you treat other students? How do you treat other staff? Kids pay attention to you. And I've, I've learned that over the last few years is like, if I don't have a good attitude, then why is that kid wanting to have a good attitude to work? If I'm not having a, an attitude that is for God's glory and is for saying, hey, I'm going to help you be the best you can be. It's not about me getting all these kids to ace their tests, right? I think that's a big thing nowadays. No, my goal, and this is my personal goal, is that every day that you leave with something that you've learned that might be school-related or even life-related. And if you can do that, then my job is being done right. And of course, I would love to have all the kids ace the test, but let's be real. And teachers, especially you guys, let's be real. Not every kid's going to do it. No matter how hard you try, not every kid's going to do it because of some reason or another. So stop trying to teach like it's that because I was that student. I couldn't ace every test. And I didn't like it when teachers just, you felt like they were pushing you so hard that they wanted you to ace the test when you know you couldn't because you were struggling through something. Let us be the listener not the enforcer. Let us help these kids understand concepts and life lessons. And maybe in that same time, you can get them to grow even more. But if they can come to school and just know that they're going to be loved and they're going to be treated with respect, then you know what? That's what we're called to do. We are called to be teachers to teach not just school, but teach them life lessons. I'm not saying to be the parent. I'm not saying that at all because I know how some feelings are that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying you can teach them life lessons, especially at the young age. And so I, I, I talk about this because, um, that's a hair. Uh, I talk about this because for me, that was something that growing up was so huge. Like I can remember multiple teachers growing up that were doing this, that, you know, they saw I was struggling. 
and their goal wasn't necessarily to get me to ace a test, but it was to help me understand what I had to learn, but at my pace or to teach me life lessons or, you know, talk about life or whatever. And I've kind of taken that and and I've applied that to my teaching. And so the students are so important and, you know, that's why we're here. And, um, like I said, I want, I'll share a funny story. I mean, one of the funny stories I just want to share because it just recently happened. Um, you know, you have those students that just notice, notice you, right? I'm tall. I'm almost six, four. I'm tall, lanky. I have a big beard. You know, I'm just, and I have a mask on, so you can't really see the rest of my face, but I'm tall and they see that, you know, and that guy came up to me. He's like, Mr. Bowden, you're tall. And, I'm, <laughs> and that makes me laugh every time. And I have no idea why. I think it's just the stating the obvious that I think kids do that. Sometimes we tend to forget, I guess that the kids just see it the way it is. And that, that's what's so cool. Or, or, you know, you have the other kid who I had that said, Mr. Bowden, you look like you're 72 and you had plastic surgery. Uh, <laughs> and to this day, I still, I still don't know if that's a compliment or that just is really how people see me. Other, anyways, I just think that was just funny. Those are just the stories. And, and why do I bring those up, right? Why, why do I bring up funny stories like, Ben, you're teaching or whatever? Because if you can have that relationship with the kids, when they can joke with you and they can have fun and they'll just be honest with you and have that relationship, then you're 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 making an impact on their lives, right? the The best feeling is when you can go into a classroom and these kids just want to be there, right? I've I've walked into so many classrooms when I was when I was in college and I was going through different classes and stuff. I'd go into a classroom and you, you could tell the students just didn't want to be there, but you knew which students wanted to be there because, or which classes when you went to a class wanted to be there because you'd walk in and the teachers having fun, the kids are having fun, but they're still learning, they're still growing, and that is what's so cool. I think we've gotten away from that. As I've subbed, I, I, I always say that, you know, if I, especially if I don't know the subject, then my goal is to just have fun with the kids, help them learn what I can help them learn, and otherwise teach them a story or two. Like I love sharing about my time in Hungary with some of these kids because they're an American. They're literally from the middle of Ohio. They haven't really probably been out in the world. And it's so cool to see their faces. When you talk about like one Hungarian word, or you talk about the money that Hungary has, they think it's the most fascinating thing in the world. And that is what's so cool about the child's mind. It is interested. It is, it is fascinated by so many things. And if we can use as teachers to then grow them, not to make them always ace tests, not to make them so insecure about their grades, but instead make them secure knowing that they can enjoy life no matter what, where they are in their grades, where they are in life. They can enjoy life because it is what we're, we can do if you just believe in yourself. And that's what I love about students is that I can help them believe in themselves. And that's like one of my favorite things to do is I love having, like I said, those conversations with the kids. I'll sit them down and we'll have a chat about life, about football, about this. I've had a chat with a girl about ballet. I know nothing about ballet, but she wanted to talk about ballet at recess. So we had a chat, right? Or I play basketball with the kids at recess, whatever, because that is going to allow them to realize like you love them, you care about them. So that's a joy that I love about teaching. Now, number two, second joy I have about teaching is the staff. Now, this one is always complicated because you have staff that you want to work with. There's other staff that you're like, well, I don't know if I want to work with them. But one, I view it as a Christian as saying, you know, I can be the salt and light in this workplace. 
And um, that's one of my favorite things is to just have conversations with staff members that I know, staff members I don't. You know, the fun thing about subbing is that I know a lot of the teachers because they taught me or I don't know any of them. And I can have conversations and I can try to help them understand uh, maybe my point of view or help them maybe see something in their student that they didn't quite see. Um, but I also just love having conversations in the lunchroom or just in the hallway. I've noticed a lot that teachers just want to be heard, right? Sometimes they can't go home and share everything and they just want to be heard. And I think sometimes as teachers, I think even as like, just, I think, I think parents and people in general don't really let teachers understand or listen. I think what I mean by that is like, I feel like sometimes people don't understand what teachers go through and the struggle sometimes. I, I have friends that are teachers that work long hours. They come home and especially if they're single, they have no one to talk to. And they're long days and they're hard. One of my favorite joys about teaching, especially with the staff perspective, is that every day you get to work with some of the most amazing people. I always say that teachers are some of the most amazing people you ever meet because they are so selfless. They are so caring. They, they want to be there and they want to help these kids reach their potential. That doesn't always mean you're going to get them to reach their potential, but you're at least going to try and aim to help them reach that or get close to that. I think, you know, some of my favorite memories, especially when I was student teaching and as I was full-time subbing before I went to Hungary, I worked at a school, uh, uh, ECA down not too far from me. That was a Christian academy that I loved being a part of. I loved being around and I was in the elementary, but some of my favorite coworkers to work with were actually in the middle school and high school. And I got to hang out with them. Uh, I just actually went and saw them a couple of days ago and it was so cool to reconnect because the the bonds that you make through teaching and through working in the school system, you're going to have for a really long time. If, if not ever, right? Like you're going to have them all, all your life. If you, if you keep building on them. And that's what I love about no matter your background, no matter your beliefs, no matter whatever it is, you have a common ground, which is teaching kids. I'm almost 25 years old. And I feel like sometimes I get to learn so much just because I'm around some very veteran teachers that know what they're doing, know what they talk about. And that's, what's really, really cool. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think that's such a joy of teaching is like you get to meet some amazing people and yet it's also just so different at the same time. Every person's different and me teaching hungry starting next year. Like there's gonna be a lot of different people from a lot of different places in this world, but it's gonna be so, so cool. And I can't wait. And that, that's gonna be a joy for me for sure. And then finally, and lastly, the gospel. And you might be saying, Ben, but if you're in a public school, can't you not share the gospel? And you're right, directly. Now, there's two ways I see this, right? Like if someone asks me, a student, if they ask me or a staff member, then you know I'm free to share that, uh, share my belief. And, and that's what my, my hope is every time that maybe a kid will ask me or another staff member. Because to me, Sharing the gospel in school, I wish I could do every day because it's these kids need to hear about something that is just always certain. It's always going to be there. And that's Jesus. You know, he died on the cross for their sins. I wish I could share that every single day. And in some places you can. Some Christian schools or private schools, you can, right? 
but what I mean by the gospel is this, that you can go and live out the gospel without having to share the gospel, if that makes sense. And I know I talk about this a lot, but part of doing ministry is just literally being in your job, right? Whatever your job is, whether you're a car mechanic, whether you're a, you know, work at a coffee shop or a store or a teacher or whatever, you live out the gospel by loving others, by really just caring and having respect and, and, and being able to like listen and understand and not force yourself upon other people. What I mean by that is like forcing your opinions, forcing your um, ideas, but instead showing that love saying, Hey, I, I see you're struggling. Can you, you want to come into my room and talk? You go to a kid and say, Hey, I, I see you're struggling. Let's talk. Because living for the gospel is not just for pastors. It's not just for missionaries. It's not just like that. No, living for the gospel is every single day. Living for the gospel is every single week and every single year. I want to share with you a story about this. And that is, um, I was at the ECA, the, the private school I was at. And a kid was struggling, right? He was struggling to behave himself, struggling academically, emotionally. And uh, the teacher kind of had it. She was just done. And I was in there helping as a long-term sub. And I just said, hey, I'll, I'll talk to him. Right? This kid didn't have a home that was loving. He's never seen love. He comes here and tries to be the center of attention because he doesn't have that attention. He doesn't have that ability to feel that love. And I remember having a conversation with him in the hallway and saying, hey, what is going on? And I remember this very vividly. He said, Mr. Bowden, I don't want to always come here because I just feel like I'm just another kid. And I, I, and I said, well, why do you act out? He said, because I want someone just to love me. I want someone to love me. That's what he said. I want someone just to love me. Of course, that that hit me pretty hard. And to be honest, it was um, it it felt like a punch. Thinking this kid who's I think it was in fourth grade that three years, three four years that he just felt like he came every day and wasn't feeling loved. And I said that was the choice. That was the moment and the choice that I made that said that is when I'm changing my attitude towards always dealing with behavior or kids. It's not just telling the kid what, what they did wrong. It's listening and figuring out why are you struggling? Why don't you feel loved? And what he told me was, is when I asked him, why don't you feel loved? He said, because Mr. Bowden, I feel like I'm just another kid in the room. Now he's not saying that I want to be the popular kid. No, he just says, I want to be noticed. I want to be loved. And friends, this is where the gospel comes in. God calls us to love every single person. And teachers, you're, you're missing out on these kids. What happens if I wasn't there? Is this kid still where he is today? Or where he was there? Is he still like that today? And to be honest, I, I had a few more conversations with him and, and I didn't, I haven't seen him since and I tried to see him when I went a couple days ago but he, he wasn't at school 
see this kid, we kept having conversations for every couple days. And finally, when I told him I was leaving to go to Hungary, he said, um, Mr. Bowden, I want to know about that love that you talked about and how you were trying to show it to me and my friends and everyone else. I said, well, that love doesn't come from necessarily me. That love comes from my Lord Savior, Jesus Christ. He loved me and died on the cross for me so that I can love you and share with you what he's done for me. He said, Mr. Bowden, I've never had someone love me the way that you have loved me. And I said, I'm not loving you for anything other than the fact that I just care about you. I love you because Jesus loves you. And I wanted him to know that Jesus loves him more than anything else and that Jesus cares for him and Jesus is there for him. Now, this was at a private school. And you might be saying, Ben, well, that's a private school. You can do that because it's a Christian school. Yeah, you're right. But have you ever thought that maybe those kids and the public schools just want you to hear, just want to be heard? That doesn't mean they're going to ask you about Jesus, but maybe they just want to feel loved. The point of that story is the fact that this kid was sitting in a classroom for almost a whole year and felt that he wasn't loved. He acted up. He got in trouble because he didn't care. He just wanted people to see him. He wanted people to notice him and love him. So when you ask me about the joys of teaching, the joys of teaching don't just cover the students or the staff or the parents. or It covers everything. The joy of teaching is the fact that I get to use Jesus' love. I get to use the gospel in my everyday profession to not only make kids understand that they are loved, but to then show that love through the way I act towards them, through the fellow staff, to the way I converse, have conversations with their parents. Because every day, I want these kids to see one thing, and that is that I love them not because and I care for them, not because it's just my job, but because it's a livelihood. See, no matter what age you teach, whether that's kindergarten, first grade, or maybe that's high school, you know, 11th or 12th grade, it's the same thing. You don't think that those juniors and seniors need to feel loved just like those kindergarten and first graders? These kids, kids just need to feel and see that there is someone that cares for them deeply. And that's the joy of teaching for me is that every single day when I get up, I'm going to get to go to class and I'm going to get to have fun with these kids. We're going to learn about stuff, but more importantly, we're going to learn about life. Hopefully by the end of the year, they can might say, what was different about Mr. Bowden? I might be able to answer and say, there was nothing different necessarily about me. The only difference was that I serve the one true King and that he died for you so that you may understand who that one true King is. You might understand what it means to be saved. And so I hope that these joys of teaching and last week, the journey of teaching, I hope both of these parts together kind of help you understand maybe what I went through, but especially maybe what other teachers have gone through. And maybe you have a little more compassion for them, or if you're a fellow teacher that you can maybe encourage the younger teachers, because I tell you, we need all the encouragement. Don't think that I know everything. Trust me, I don't. There are teachers that have been teaching a lot longer than I have that know so much more, and I want to learn from them. But I hope you can take some encouragement to see where we are at as young teachers. So once again, if you've loved this episode, uh, hopefully, I don't know what next week's is going to be about. I haven't decided yet. 
But if you love this episode, go ahead and favorite it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you've loved it so much when you've watched it and when you've listened and watched, I never know what to say. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification button on YouTube. And that will allow you to see everything that's going on. Um, I'm in the process of finishing up. I had a couple hitches just with work and I have a couple issues with the audio for my documentary. So Lord willing, that'll be next week. Let's hope. Uh, but I hope that you really enjoyed today. I know I've enjoyed and I hope that you will be encouraged from here on out, knowing that God is the one true King and that he loves you more than anything else. And so once again, I want to say this, that we serve an amazing God and that he is faithful and you can trust him. And as always, We'll talk next time.